0: this podcast contains adult language if you want a beeped version sorry it doesn't exist
1: hello and welcome to how to survive your life with me your host for this episode kaylee cassidy I'm currently on season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm sick of the system, more of that later. I'm also joined by Molly Merwin, as always, how are you Molly?
2: Hello, I'm good, I'm good. So I gave two little quick snippets about me, go on you do it too. Um, I just started The Flight Attendant, I'm really enjoying it and uh, plug for that. And late to the party as always. And also, I just finished the color purple again, late to the party by about 30 years, but I highly recommend it. I write it in like a week and a half also second second plug for a book i finished i've been reading a lot if you like film or women or history film or any of these things i know i know i all the you know i know not our audience but if there should be at least one person likes any of those things, lgbt black people representation in film any of those things i highly recommend women versus hollywood I wish I could remember the author's name right now, but it's a really good book. It just came out. I just finished that. It was uh, it was great.
1: Thank you, Molly, for those wonderful book recommendations. Always nice to have a library in your ears. And we are joined for this extra special episode by an extra special, hilarious guest. that I'm so happy to join us. Lorna Shaw. Hi, guys. How Yay! are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. I'm so pleased to be here. This is the most exciting thing to happen to me in months. <laughs>
2: oh, that's the most exciting thing that's been said to us in months
1: <laughs> oh well, there you go to, to be honest with you people do say it every episode like are yeah that to is me. true but we understand that's because true. there's just not been very much yeah. performance going on there has and no. um, uh-uh. all of our guests so far have been improvisers and the improv scene isn't as flourishing at the moment due to the pandemic mm-hmm. as it has been so
0: yeah yeah exactly but I've got my first gig on stage this weekend which is bizarre I'm just like oh, I, don't very exciting. If, I don't know I don't know if I'm even gonna remember what to do
2: how to do it have you guys been rehearsing no <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've done anything but everyone seems really chilled about it they're just like we'll just get on stage we'll just have some fun I'm like you are aware it's been like a year and a half <laughs> But I don't know, we'll see.
1: I reckon you're going to just be full of like the good energy where you're like just so excited yeah. to be there. The audience will also be so excited to be there and it's just going to oh, be a core yeah. of a
0: show. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping the audience is just, yeah, gonna, it's going to be like performing to like cavemen where they're just like, oh, we have yes. never seen something like this before. <laughs> and they'll be really generous.
2: Everybody's been looking at a screen, right, for any kind of entertainment for the past year and a half. So they're like, oh. <gasps> oh my god they're live in person yeah. this is actually happened and they'll be like oh my god do you think it's really all made up on this yeah spot? <laughs> no way
0: so they'll be even more blown away they will and i'm gonna do a lot of like moving forward like go moving down stage and moving up stage nice. because we've got that perspective of like yep. the live show. i can't wait
2: That's true. Like our perspectives also have like completely changed because we're just used to this flatness. And it's like, oh my God, people can come closer. They can go further away. I'm gonna really exploit that. Yeah. Do it, girl.
1: (laughs) I'm excited for you. If people start sticking out their hand, Lorna, and like trying to pause you, you can go, hey, this is a Netflix, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. You can't just run
0: out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so uh, survivalists, you're listening in, you're listening, you're thinking, tell us a bit more about Lorna Shaw. Well, I will, I will. So, Lorna Shaw is an actor, comedian, writer, and improviser, and currently is studying for a master's in psychology. Lorna also works as a housing advisor and activist fighting for an end to landlordism, which is why we've got her on the show today, because we are surviving landlords.
2: Woohoo! Woo! So, Lorna, I have a question. What do you mean by ending landlordism? And I hope that's not a stupid question, but what do you mean by landlordism?
0: Just anyone that owns. Yeah, it's not a stupid question at all because it's quite a radical concept, which I've only kind of recently discovered. But yeah, so basically, ending the idea of people privately owning property and and being able to profit from housing yeah that's that's kind of it in a nutshell
2: so in your ideal world it would be like government run or like how would people get their housing
0: yeah sure so i'm really glad you said that molly because this is the thing that people get really stuck on when they're like, Well, oh, what my God, you know, if we end landlordism, like where's everyone gonna live? Or like how is yeah. that, how on earth is that gonna work? One of the options is what you said, so government run housing. So you bring all housing into state ownership. Mm-hmm. Now, when Kaylee asked me to talk about land landlords on this show, I was like, "This is going to be a bit dry." So I apologize. I think it's <laughs> fascinating.
1: I mean, I mean, we call ourselves a comedy podcast, but yeah. it's more inform informative. It's just like a friendly chat. Like I'm yeah. not finding this dry at all because no. I no. love. I have only just recently heard of the term landlordism because yeah. I listen to Navarra Media and they're always talking about how it's so unfair for like us because we, we're we all renters like to be putting all of our money into someone else's mortgage like all of our yeah. all of the money we earn and that the landlord is at the end of it going to have the mortgage I think everyone should be able to have their own home
2: I have a confession I actually do own my home oh you told me you rented no, no, oh. I own. I've owned for three oh, years now. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay. But it was it was to your point though. I was in my mid thirties when I first bought my home, and I feel I feel very fortunate because most people in our generation do not own, and even when looking at you know my my brothers are technically in a other generation, and and Lorna may know. I may say this very clumsily and Lorna, please correct me, but when you even look at a generation ahead of us, so people like 10 years older than our generation, they're owning property at a much higher rate than we are. Millennials mm-hmm. and younger are, are, are the renting generation. And I feel very fortunate and grateful every day that I own my home because I know I'm not like, you know a lot of people don't and in our generation and it's it's uh,
0: it's, uh, it's an issue <laughs> yeah and i think you know it's great if you can get on the property ladder because it it seems still like the best scenario because it's mm-hmm. so much better than renting and you know people always call it dead money don't they like you're renting yeah. out dead money and there's this sense that we should be putting our money into something and and acquiring something and i yeah i do kind of think home ownership is probably a better scenario than renting but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way Mm -hmm. and i think in our in our culture we've sort of become obsessed with this home ownership and Mm -hmm. you know it's also yeah i Mm -hmm. would love to i very nearly had a mortgage not long ago like we got so close to doing it and changed our mind for other reasons but you know there's no reason why we can't reimagine the renting world as being a really optimal way of, of living our lives. Like it's it's not that renting in itself is necessarily a mm. terrible thing. um, it's just the conditions of it at the moment yeah. are like, leave a lot to be desired.
1: Yeah. Aww. I really like that reimagining the renting world that's a really nice way of putting it yeah
0: not and I dry think... at
1: all on a scale of one to dry very undry <laughs> great very I'm
0: trying sweet. to make it really sparkly yeah <laughs> very sparkly it, it, there you go <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah it is hard to imagine it is hard to imagine it and I was I was thinking about this and people I have this conversation with my partner in, as well and he's like where are people going to live if we don't have any landlords and it's like well Why would you only imagine like half of a brilliant scenario, like getting rid of landlords, but not like what then that would mean? It's like, well, if we can get rid of landlords, what else can we Mm. imagine? You know, Mm -hmm. better housing. Like there's, yeah, it's not just potentially state-owned housing either. Like there's other ways of doing it, like cooperatives where... Okay. Kind of, yeah, I don't know loads about it. I'm trying to find out a bit more about it, but it's a much more American thing when you live in like yeah. a co-op and the tenants kind of run the building and yeah. make decisions and they about can, it.
2: It can be good and bad. You know, uh-huh. it also depends on your, your fellow co-opers. I also, so, okay, so I'm going to, So I agree with everything you all are saying. And one thing I'm curious about is I think of people who they own their first home, but now, you know, they worked really hard. They bought their first home. And now just for whatever reason, they, maybe they have to go to another country to work for a bit and they need to rent their home out. Or maybe they're going to use their, their family's growing and they're going to, they've saved up enough money. So they're going to use their current home as like a way to you know uh build more wealth what are what Mm -hmm. are your thoughts on that they're not terrible people like i'm going to give these people the like we can get into we're going to get into terrible landlords in a minute because we've all had them (laughs) but let's just say like these are actually decent people and they're we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to do the best they can to be a good landlord
0: well i'm of the philosophy that there are no good landlords because the. (laughs) okay (laughs) Because the concept (laughs) in itself is problematic. Okay. That's not to say that people who own houses and rent them out are horrible people. Yes. And this is something that is quite difficult as well because I'm a really nice person and I don't hate anybody. And I think that, yeah, it's like if... I'm I'm sure I've got friends who, like, own property and mm. might, like, rent out their property or whatever. And it's not, like, a personal thing. Yeah. It's not like you're a bad person inherently because you rent your home out. But the whole system is problematic. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one in that respect. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Like, what do you do? Like, if you want those options of... Like owning a second home, moving abroad. You know, I'm in a situation where I might be moving to Australia in a couple of years' time. And that's exciting. Yeah. And then Mm. it's like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a place here and a place there? But yeah, I suppose, I guess the priority should be that everybody should have an affordable home because it's a human right. And then that was a jumping off point. Yeah. And, I think using an extra property as a way to accumulate wealth, I kind of like question I question that as well as like a, a moral thing. It's like really society should provide enough for us all. That nobody needs to like have some extra properties that they're making money off of because there's other ways to accumulate wealth by working hard.
1: I think like um, it makes me think of like capitalism and how like people without even knowing it are getting thinking that's what they need. Like they need this much mm. money and they need all of this in order to be like a person navigating themselves in the world. And you've just got like, for example, like my girlfriend is looking to buy a house and and also she she might buy a place in another country and and rent it out and be a landlord and I was like please don't be a landlord I don't know if I could date a landlord <laughs> <laughs> you know like I I don't want you to be a landlord and we've had that conversation and it's like and she's like why and I'm like because it's horrible and she did it she, you know she's just thinking and that's fine like of herself and how she wants to be in the yeah. world and perhaps having a property where her family live at one point and Somewhere where she wants to live, but at the same time, like yeah, it is to to generate more money, and and I also agree with you. I do think it is problematic.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I imagine like a different life that I might have taken where I've either inherited a property or earned enough money to to buy one or whatever, and you know whether. I probably possibly would have made that choice to be like, oh yeah, I can like rent mm. this out and make some more cash. And I think when yeah. these opportunities present themselves, of course, we all naturally do that. Because like you're saying, Kaylee, it's like in our capitalist society, we're like, what? Well, how can we get more and more and more? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not judging people for that either. But I think it's interesting to kind of reframe it and go and just highlight the problems with it that people perhaps wouldn't have even considered.
2: Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I'm hearing too, there's an issue with like affordable housing. I mean, I think that's mm. kind of at the core of part of this is like there's not enough affordable housing. And I also come from, and also like in America, also keep in mind, America is this huge country land wise. That's how people like created wealth, like, uh, you know, as immigrants, the founding of, of the, well, Oh, that's a, that's a troubling, that's a troubling thought too. But one of the ways that they, <laughs> um, they, they, and to this day that people create wealth in America is through ownership mm. and also they keep it, they keep wealth from others by stopping them to own property, and I'm talking about Black people, African Americans were not allowed to own property, and so therefore their uh, their wealth systematically was kept from them because they weren't allowed to own property. And I think in America.
1: England, gay people weren't allowed to own property mm-hmm. either. Like you, it, I don't know if you watch It's a Sin, but there's a scene when he's he says they ask him if he's gay, and he has to say no Ooh. in order to get a mortgage on a property. <gasps> so it's definitely that's been, so sad. Wow, um, I did not know that marginalized communities haven't been able to get on the property property mm. ladder as easily and also yeah. it made me think of landlord it's not even owning land is it because it's like if you own a, an apartment you don't own the land it's on so you still have to pay for the land but you own the space in the air that has now been created <laughs> yeah.
2: I was just thinking that because you know i am technically an owner but yet i'm not because it's like i'm not the freeholder yeah like i don't own the land i don't own the building um the council does you know and that's something my husband and i talk about like our next place we hope to have like a freehold it just yeah i'm like we don't even own the land like we're owners but are we because we don't own the land like the council owns the land and it's like yeah Yeah. this is whole feudal system right you're not a lord of anything no i'm i am not a lord i am not a lady (laughs) it's so funny though Kayla. going back a bit i my husband this is all like us dreaming right one day and he's like oh it'd be so great if like one day we can like save up enough money and like buy another place years 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 right and then we could use this as a as you know, rent it out. I was like, yeah, but then we'd be landlords. He's like, so, I was like, I don't want to be a landlord. Like, for so many reasons, I don't want to be a landlord. I just don't want to do it. Just because you guys all have to, like, deal with people and, like, all the other stuff that, like... Not even break. just
1: dealing with people. If you're a landlord, you need to accept that you have to deal with people. Yes. If, if well, you're a landlord, you have to... Except your tenants
2: have rights and you can't just kick them out during a global pandemic. Well, yes, we, yeah. And we can get it like, that's actually becoming illegal. I'm sure Lorna knows more about that. I just did some research before this, but also like things break, right? Things just break in houses and homes. And, and as the landlord, like you have to take care of that. And, and, and I'm sure like things just break because of age, but then it's like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, did they do that? Or was it? you know, just the time. And I remember the place we lived in before this, we had, I actually had a really nice landlord and I I felt bad every time I contacted him, but things would just break and break and break all the time. And I was constantly having to contact him. And I'm like, I'm sure he's thinking we're just like having raves in here because anyway, yeah i I've digressed, but yeah,
1: well, I don't want to. Anyway, right. let's get to the top tips because um yes. here we are. We're giving it all away before we've even got yes. to the top tips. Yes. So first up, we've got Lorna Shaw to give us
0: her top tip on
1: how to survive landlords.
0: Okay, well, it kind of relates to what you guys have just been saying about The fact that as a landlord, you just have to deal with loads of stuff that, you know, there's nothing really appealing about being a landlord, is there? And and also anyone can be a landlord, like you Mm. can become an accidental landlord, like if you inherit a property or whatever. And so as renters, you know, we can use this to our advantage, is that landlords do often don't actually know what your rights are, unless they really know their shit. Um, but often they don't because they're just ordinary people. As you said, Molly, often very well-meaning, lovely mm-hmm. people who have just seen an opportunity or whatever. But as tenants, we have uh, a lot of rights that we don't necessarily know about either. And so my top tip, I suppose, would be to, it's multifaceted, but to know your rights. So Always never presume that your landlord knows what they're talking about. If they tell you Mm. to do something or they tell you you can't do something or they can't do something, never, ever presume they know what they're talking about. Same goes for letting agents. Um, So, Mm. yeah, always question stuff. Always get a second opinion from like an organization, citizens advice, shelter always get advice about stuff. And yeah, don't share your knowledge with your landlord necessarily if it means that you can stay in your home for longer. So, if if your landlord doesn't know what the proper eviction process is, um, just let them carry on not knowing. So, you can just <laughs> be like, yeah, I know you issued me with this eviction notice six months ago, but it wasn't valid, I'm afraid. So, you're going to have to start the process again. <gasps> Wow.
2: And so how, <laughs> I, I love this tip. I love that. I, I That's really assertive as well. Yeah. And it's so right. I, I especially think obviously like younger people are renters traditionally. Right. And I feel like as a younger person, like I had so many rights I didn't know. And I, I really tried to read any of my leases like front to back and really understand that. But even sometimes I was like, Oh my God, this is so, you know, boring, but I mean, leases are boring. Like, definitely. Yes, so they are, boring. On a scale
1: of one to dry, uh,
2: Sahara. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah <in> the desert. <laughs> yeah, but like, I honestly, I just forgot my my thought process there. But it, I, yes, you have rights. Oh, I know I was gonna ask you. I would love in this country, and 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 I think, and, and I'm sure they're there in America too. But it's we're so we have like city and county and state. Blah, 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 blah citizens advice bureau so if I'm like I don't know if this is legal is that what I should do is contact this is or like if I'm like if I'm renting something I'm like I don't know if this is on the up and up
0: what do I do yeah I would say citizens advice bureau and there's one in every borough or several Mm. in every borough they are a really good first point of contact for anything to do with your rights I think Mm. even for yeah so like money Renting, even like consumer rights and stuff like that, I think they're a really good starting point.
2: And then, what about this? Because I always we've all we had to pay this tenant scheme money. And I was like, oh, this sounds good. This sounds like a great thing. But I'm like, I don't know what it exactly does. So what does the tenant scheme when you're renting, what does that do? Oh, do you know what I'm talking maybe about? Maybe no. that holds the deposit
1: in a secure scheme because. Um,
2: you're completely yeah. right. That's exactly and what that, it does. that's a new
1: thing that I remember being <laughs> okay. that not happening. And then when that did come in, so it basically means that your deposit is protected. So the landlord can't just keep it for no reason. There has to be like legal right. documentation
0: as to why they that's would right. hold it. That's right. Yeah, now I remember. That's right. Okay. And yeah, so you always want to check your deposits in a protected scheme. And I, I'm i a member of the London Renters Union, which is sort of going to be the other half of my top tip because they do a lot of the direct action that they take is getting people's deposits back. Mm. So landlords withholding deposits unfairly, mm. and which can obviously stop you from renting somewhere different because yeah. you need that to get another place. Um, and so my, I guess the end of my top tip would be join a tenant's union. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I never thought of that. That's a great one. Is I didn't even know those existed. Is yeah. that in every, does every council have that?
0: Um, no, or they're like grassroots organizations. Okay. So they're, they're unions. So they're just made up of renters who are supporting each other with housing issues. Um, oh,
2: that's nice.
0: Yeah. So if you've got problems, then you... They, yeah, it's you become part of a, a network of renters, essentially, who are supporting each other. And there's a bit of safety in numbers. And the renter movement's really growing in London. And I think soon, I was reading that in a few years' time, there is going to be more renters than homeowners wow. in, in London. Like, the balance is going to tip or it's going to become like quite a big majority. Um, and so if renters unionize, then they're going to be able to get much better rights by um, organizing themselves and you know whether that's French strikes or campaigning yeah Mm, so join join a union
1: okay so Lorna Shaw giving us top advice there basically the advice is kind of based in England United Kingdom but I'm sure it can translate to wherever you are in the world listening so know your rights um, and you can do that by contacting relevant unions and find out about the tenants. What did you say? The tenants join a tenants union. Yes, that's it. So <laughs> and and join a tenants union, and you can probably find that on a search engine wherever you are in the world. Thank you, Lorna. That is amazing. Like that really, was great. Really lapping all that information up. So
2: nice. Yeah, Molly Merwin. What is your tip? So my top tip, kind of goes, I think off from what Lorna said, I, I tried to really come up with something really funny for this one, guys. I'm really (laughs) sorry to our audience because I was like, I don't know if there's that much, I mean, I could talk about funny stories being, you know, having a landlord, but we don't have time for that. How do you survive landlord? And I couldn't think of anything funny. All I could think of was like, just really practical advice. And my, my advice is get it in writing. Like email, like if you call your landlord, follow up with an email, say just following up on our call that the, the shower head fell down or whatever it is. And make sure you have, you know, obviously you have your lease and those terms of agreement, but any, any communication, make sure you get it in writing. If it's even like an email, a text screenshot that WhatsApp, because then If something happens, like, God forbid you go to court or you can just like, again, to Lorna's point, like, I didn't even think about this. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So you can just be like, well, here's my, here's my screenshot and here it is in writing. And then hopefully they'll get scared and just do what you asked them to. Mm. But yeah, get (laughs) everything in writing. If you have a phone call with them, follow up immediately with email or a text. And then they can't be like, oh, well, I didn't say that. Or I didn't understand that because there you Mm -hmm. go there it is I
0: love that that's like my favorite thing to do is like when I send an email about something and then they call me back you know so their reply isn't on the email thread and then you get to send that follow-up email that's like further to our conversation (laughs) just now now when you said blah blah blah
2: yes that's yes. such I need mean, good
1: advice because further to our conversation on the call I have been stumped so many times because I'm just so disorganized that I don't do that I need to do that more further to our mm. conversation get it in writing
2: very and good this isn't just for like landlords this is like for anything and that's what I mean you know what I'm mean? thinking about lots of other things yeah. I, I had, yeah I had I had a situation with a, a former creative partner and and like I was putting everything in writing and she would, call. she would want to call me and I'm like, okay, like we can talk, but then I'd follow up with the email, mm. like to our conversation. And also because like, sometimes like, especially being an immigrant in like another country, I know we technically speak the same language, but really we don't guys. Sometimes I just misunderstand things and I want to make sure like I'm understanding what you're saying. And I'm understanding this. Yeah, but also I like the idea of like somebody going to their partner like, hey,
1: like just say it's not really working out anymore. Like, (laughs) I, I, you know, I love you, but it's not you, it's me. And then you go home and you're like, further to the conversation, I'd like
2: to just establish (laughs) that we are no longer together. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> this can work in every aspect of your life.
0: It really can. I was thinking of using it with, with my partner regarding like the cleaning of the yes! flat. Being Because like, cause, like yes! he'll mention something in passing, like maybe we should like do it once a week, like take it in turns. And I'll be like further to our conversation <laughs> yeah! by the fridge. Yes yes we agreed
2: yes so there you go audience you get you get as as promised in every episode you get how to survive landlords and how to survive life get it in writing get exactly. everything and get it into writing everything.
1: and start the email with further to our conversation our conversation because that is just hashtag further to our conversation <laughs> okay so we've had molly we've had lorna it's now my turn my tip's a little bit different because actually my tip was going to be know your rights and i was like well Lorna works in the sector. Her tip's clearly going to be know your rights. Like, that's like, not that you're predictable, just I was like, and also, I don't know my rights. So I believe that I should know my (laughs) rights because I've lived in over 35 houses and I'm 33. Uh, So that means I've had a lot of landlords. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah. Record breaking, maybe, maybe not. Um, And maybe my top tip is don't watch the horror film Landlords. Have you guys seen it?
2: (laughs) No. No. It
1: is. Terrifying. So this young new couple, they rent this house in America. It's an American film, and they're looking around. And the guy's like, "I love it," and she's like, "I'm not sure about
2: the landlord."
1: And then there's a <laughs> shot of the landlord. That's like the creepiest little landlord, like this. And you can't see viewers, but I'm just doing a creepy face. Like it's very creepy. And yeah. And he's like, he looks really nice, and she's like, I don't know. And then. <laughs> Cut to her showering and there's a CCTV camera which she cannot see. (gasps) By the way, spoilers alert, I'm a bit late to the game there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, I'm still going to watch it and thoroughly enjoy it, I'm sure.
1: Oh, it's so scary. and I also feel like that's kind of playing on like the psycho thriller because, you know, there could be cameras when you move in. I think about it all the time. Oh, God, yeah. So... Basically, you know, it is that thrilling nature of like, are there cameras here? I don't own this property. Like anything, anything. Can yeah, but he's are you being everywhere. watched? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen that documentary where um, it's about a guy in America who owned a motel and he yes. used to spy on the rooms? No, and what yes. people having sex and stuff? No, I didn't, oh my God.
2: I didn't see. Okay. So I didn't see, okay. I didn't see that documentary, but I have heard about this. And also there's devil in the white city, which is about this. It's kind of related, but this guy is during the world's fair in Chicago for like early 20th century. And he had this, I wonder if it is the same, actually. Anyway, he had this giant house slash hotel and he had all these rooms that he just was constantly adding to it and people would just disappear and probably be murdered. And it's I true. It it's murder. a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. It's a book, "Devil in the White City," and he was just he was he was building this hotel and constantly adding oh and adding and adding. I don't remember if it was a hotel or like a hostel. I think it was a hostel actually, because I feel like it was a ho- anyway. It's either a hostel or a hotel, and people would just disappear. So
0: did he keep like adding rooms onto it so it got bigger, or did he just keep putting walls up? Compa- yeah walls up compartments okay. like you just
2: didn't know i feel like maybe it did get a little bigger when they excavated it they're just like we just did they're like to this day there's like there's probably rooms we still don't know where they are
0: what? yeah like how can you not know yeah. where the rooms are yeah it's
2: it's insane well there is this okay there is this there was these renters in new york and i think i know what you're going to talk about is it the mirror yes and she knocks the mirror in yeah yes so she kept feeling this draft coming from her windowless bathroom and she's like, where is this coming from? And then all of a sudden she felt it from the back of the mirror. So she takes the mirror off and there's this hole and she goes through it and there's this whole other flat behind it.
1: Yeah. A whole oh entire God. flat in New York.
2: Like no idea. I'm like, what? A whole other flat in New York? Oh my God. You could fit like four people in that With thing.
0: people living in it or just no, undiscovered.
2: It was, it was, nobody lived there.
0: Why are they depriving someone of this? Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's also a dream that I have. I don't know if anyone else has this recurring dream, but I have a dream that I discover new rooms in my house. And I don't know whether that's like wishful thinking because I just wish (laughs) I had a bigger flat or whether it's really deep, like I'm exploring the psychological... Yeah. Um, well, you tell yeah. us, it's Professor Psychology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the master's so that I can figure out this dream. Lorna, yeah, honestly, I, I have know. this
1: dream too, but it's not my house. It's like a house and it's like a sort of like there's a secret stairways. And when Molly was telling that story, I was trying to figure out whether the dream was real or if it actually happened in my childhood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah. yeah
1: because it because I've had it quite a few times it feels so
2: like it actually happened
0: yeah yeah it's weird isn't it how people have these same like format of dreams mm. yeah
2: I have a weird dream but I'm not telling you guys because it's really gross so but now it's really really, really have to tell us, right? now I have to. us the rule. okay this is okay you have it's really weird and I have this oh god this reoccurring dream That I go into a large bathroom with lots of stalls. And it's always like the layout is always different. With lots of stalls. Like stalls. Oh, stalls. Like stalls. And every single toilet, like, and I have to use the bathroom so bad. And every single, this is so gross. Every single toilet is filled to the brim with shit like nobody's flushed wow. it. And this like, just sounds and like
0: a festival
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah it's yeah. and it's just like I'm like oh my god I have like I can't I and every single one like I can't use it because it's like filled to the brim <laughs> and it's just and it and I have this reoccurring dream and and the the bathroom layout's always different but it's always the same there's so many stalls but they're all filled with shit and I can't
0: use them and they're so gross <laughs> So you this. need to think about what this represents <laughs> yeah. to you because this is what when you're interpreting dreams cuz like I have a dream that like the brakes don't work on my car. And oh. It's like okay that's quite an easy one to interpret. Yeah. It's like that feeling out of control. Yeah. Like yeah. things are moving too quick. I can't slow things down. Yeah. So like what does a, what does lots of toilets full of shit represent to that you isn't Molly? Hers.
1: You know, there's someone but else. is isn't in. your
0: shit. You're dealing with other, other people's, people's shit.
2: shit. Oh my God. And you're it's sick
0: of it. Sick I of am. it. Tell Kelly how you feel.
2: Because I got my own shit to deal with. I need to release my own shit. Okay. I can't deal with your shit anymore. Um,
1: Lorna's just been ejected from the call, everybody. Lorna's <laughs> just been ejected from the call. <laughs> yeah. I think the other important thing in that dream is that you need to use the toilet and you can't so (laughs) yeah well there we go guys that's how to survive landlords slash dreams we've given you a little insight into what you can do to read your dreams there too Lorna before we leave do you have anything you'd like to share with our survivalists listening from all over the world
0: I think in light of the conversation, what I really want to plug is like unionizing mm-hmm. and guys, there's, there's power in the collective and we have to come together if we want to change our systems. And mm. um, so yeah, unionize wherever you are in the world. And um, in terms of plug-in stuff, well, I've kind of taken a break from live stuff, but it's just starting to pick up again. So you can go to my website, which is lornashorecomedy.com, I think. <laughs> if that doesn't work try.co.uk I'm sure you'll find it
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm also on Instagram but yeah I'll start posting about my gigs that are coming up awesome I mean, yeah come see me
1: excellent do because Lorna Shaw's very funny
0: and she has a very
1: big interest in true crime and uh, that's always fun to watch too I do. yeah <laughs> so survivalist join a union get it in writing And don't watch Landlords, which I all know means you're all going to watch that now. (laughs) So I've basically (laughs) just promoted a really bad movie. (laughs) We have been How to Survive Your Life with Molly Merwin, Lorna Shaw, and me, your host for this episode, Kaylee Cassidy. Well, what else do you want to know about us? Well, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at How to Survive Your Life or on Instagram at How to Survive Your Life Pod. Do a lot of posts there and um, yeah, do engage with us as you can. And you can also email us at howtosurviveyourlifepod at gmail.com. Now, we have been getting some great animal-based emails. Yes. um, Hashtag goat, hashtag frog. So do keep those emails coming in. We absolutely love them. Um, Join us next week, Survivalists, when we survive something else with someone else. We love you. Love us.
0: Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Music by Jazar.